Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 79. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Episode 79 of the Nut Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello there, Mr. Nate Heath. Hello. Uh, it feels so weird, like last week we didn't do a real episode because mm-hmm. it was all the WWDC and we were just had so much to talk about. So it's yeah. good to get back to the normal one. And I did want to take a minute and just welcome, uh, we have a lot of new listeners yeah. that haven't been around since episode one, where we kind of talked about uh, who we are and what Not Nerd mm-hmm. is. So I just wanted to take a second to just kind of say uh, kind of our unofficial current motto is helping you tech better. Right. Uh, our goal is to go through all the tech news of the week that's big uh, and discuss it, tell you what you need to know, mm-hmm. uh, give you tips, tricks, ways to use technology better uh, in your everyday life, focused on that instead of a lot of tech podcasts, especially and- the ones I listen to are so uh, focused into specific like developers. They're all, or journalists. Yeah. We're just two normal everyday guys. Right. And one of our, goals in life is like you mentioned to help people tech better. And so we do that from an angle where we are nerdy people. We listen to this news. We do this research. We look at products. We have to have technology around us. We want to kind of distill all of that down into bite-sized nuggets that people who are maybe not nerds can still. Uh, Oh, wow. I never realized that. I just realized our name kind of plays into that. Where you too can enjoy technology without being a super geek yeah. because technology affects all of us in so many ways. Yeah. Now, you and I both consult with people of a wide variety of ages, and there are many people who are older who use technology to manage photos or mm-hmm. to email or to do Facebook or whatever. They're using technology all the time. Yeah. And I would not consider them like tech nerds or any type yeah. of... Well, yeah, because it used to be 20 years ago, only super nerds used computers mm-hmm. and technology. And now you, it would be very hard in this day and age to be able to escape technology in some way. Yeah. So that's why we wanted to do this podcast is to pass our information. We've both been doing computer stuff for many, many years. Actually, you can go back and listen to episode one. It's available mm-hmm. and it's titled Define Not Nerd. And we talk through kind of some of our tech history and yeah. what we do and why we do it. And so it would be a good listen if you're a new listener because it gives you some background instead of, uh, you know, why should I listen to these two guys? And it's right. because we pay attention to this stuff very closely mm-hmm. and uh, both work in jobs where we're helping people do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have so much stinking knowledge in our heads that we want to share it with somebody besides just us telling each other back and <laughs> forth. And, hey, did you read this article? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Did Yeah. Okay. 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 We both read the article. We both saw that yeah. tip and yeah, we end up knowing most of the same information, but we do have different takes on stuff. Right. And so that's why we do the podcast. And I feel like we complement each other because there are some areas where I have more of an expertise than you and vice versa. There are areas that where you can go a lot deeper than I, and I don't have a lot of knowledge. And so together form of water beam (laughs) form of monkey wrench. We, we uh, get together and we, do more than we could yes. individually. We are a modern day Voltron. Right. If you're a child of the 80s yeah. and a 
probably a boy that watched cartoons. I'd love me some Voltron. Yes. So anyways, we'll get into the episode. We got some great stuff. But first, Dave, you had a harrowing tale. I got a text <laughs> message from you Friday <laughs> afternoon, and you said you had stopped by the Apple store to potentially look to yeah. try and look at the new iPad Pro, right. the 10.5 inch that we talked about last week. But Dave. Well, I was I it was in a near death experience almost. Yeah. I had missed a robbery at the Bridgeport Village Apple store by a mere like two hours. Wow. I mean, I don't barely Jeez. got out of there with my life. Yes. Yeah, so I walk into the store. I it was a fat chance that there would still be product that was just announced in their store, but you know, I thought yeah. I'd give it a try. I was is on my way home. So I stop in there and I'm just like kind of looking around. And I'm like, okay, I see what's happening. They're kind of clearing stuff out, getting ready for the new stock. And I'm just like, this is weird. It's it's like one iPhone and like one laptop. And so I just w- asked the guy, I'm like, so you guys got like one iPhone to look at? Apple shutting down. <laughs> so, you guys doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> Big morning, huh? You sold all your display I, machines. Which was weird because I was like, they don't sell their display models. No. This is so weird. They keep weird. all the stuff they sell in the back. Yeah. So he said, yeah, we, a couple hours ago, we got robbed. He says, I, I was on, wasn't on my shift, so I don't know the details, but I guess a few guys came in and grabbed a bunch of stuff and then ran out. And so I asked him a few more questions, and then I, I dropped it because an, another customer needed like a real help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I said, that fine, help this lady. He's like, okay. But, you know, I left the store, and then I immediately texted you. But I'm dumb. I didn't take any pictures because yeah. it was eerie. It was like being... I don't know, in a ghost town, you walk, there's lots of people, but there were no products hardly anywhere. So very strange, very strange. Yeah, and I, so I looked into it to try to see if there's any information. I found one guy that tweeted that said, hey, uh, so I just got to watch the Apple store get robbed on my lunch break from work. And, you know, he must work in the mall there and happened to see it. So I'd, I'd be very curious, you know, how it happened, what Cause it seems like you'd almost have to, they have so many employees in there that he couldn't like sneak in and do it, that you would kind of no. have to do a bank heist type of a thing where you're like, Hey everybody. So I don't know if it was an armed robbery, which you'd think I, you would have to hear about that one. That yeah. would come in over the police scanners or something, but maybe just a, if you've got a group of people and you timed it right, you could do a pretty good grab it and dash. Uh, so let's, the products. let's do a, a mental exercise here. Yes. So you, me, and Ray, yes. let's say we're at Carl's Jr. And we're pl- we're plotting this. Yes. And so we say, okay, we're going to park in the 10-minute parking right outside of Apple's thing. Yeah. If there's no parking, we're going to circle until there's a spot. Or we have somebody from Carl's Jr. be our driver and stay in the car. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared. They can be right there on the curb. Jared's yeah. with us. Jared's in there too. So Jared's in the car. You, me, and Ray, we kind of sidle up to some of the... I'm I'm at the phone table. Yeah. You're at the laptop table. And Ray is at the watch table. And we kind of look at each other. And somebody goes, one, two, three. And we grab what we can. We run out the glass doors, yeah. hop in the car, and lickety split, we're gone. Like, yeah. what could they do about it? Employees are probably trained not to interfere with any oh, type yeah, of robbery yeah. they're it's, probably trained to just let it go it's like your life is not worth a thousand dollar computer just stand back and let them walk yeah, out yeah you know? it's not worth worth injury and bridgeport village it is set up it's an open air mall and the apple store it's probably 50 
feet from the curb, the front door. So mm-hmm. it is it's a very quick, it's not like a traditional mall where you have to run down and you got the mall cops, you know, yeah. on their segways coming <laughs> after you. And Bridgeport Village, it's a very safe part of town. So they do not have a lot of security. There's no. a couple guards walking around. I've seen like two. Um, restocking the umbrella canisters because they do that's, provide umbrellas. That's kind Bridgeport. of their job there. You kind of have to do that. But here's the thing that we touched on. I don't know, maybe a year ago, uh, or maybe it was last fall, I think it was when the new phones came out, Mm -hmm. you had the story about how they were taking all the locks off the devices, and they were just going to have them plugged in, so it's a better experience for people trying out the devices. But the other thing is, I don't think these people can get away with it, uh, because these... All those display devices, this is why we don't plot this. Right. They have a special version of the operating system that they run on them so that they can have kind of the display mode and all that stuff mm-hmm. and wipe them every night and refresh them and everything. And so they've got to have tracking built into all of those because they don't have them locked down. Well, and- the phones and iOS devices are iCloud locked. And so if you reset them just to wipe them, you won't get past the login screen. And I think they actually said something similar to when you try to take the shopping cart too far from the grocery store and the right. wheel locks up, that it actually, There's there was proximity. like once it goes off the Wi-Fi, they have something built in where it just locks. So I'd be awfully upset if I did all this. Now, here's why it's worth it. So those phones can be taken apart and you can use the screen, you could use the yeah. chassis, you could use the battery and other components and split them out. And so this $800 device, you could probably get $200 worth of parts out of it. Right. Yeah. So you still five or 10 phones, the laptops, remove the hard drive, put a new hard drive in. You've got a brand new computer. There's really nothing they can do uh, to lock those computers. If the hard drive is still intact. Now I could be wrong. They may have some technology that, well, the newer ones with the touch ID, they've got a secure chip in them. So there's probably something tied. That's true. Um, but if it's the ones without the Touch ID, then I think all bets are off. You replace the hard drive, you're good to go. But pro tip, don't rob an Apple store. No. Uh, they've got stuff built in. And I'm guessing one way or another, those people, uh, if not already, very soon are uh, locked up. They're going to get caught. But yeah, so it's pretty crazy to happen yeah. here at our nearest Apple store. So I wanted to talk Very about that weird. since we had some exclusive news because there was no coverage on this anywhere on the internet. Almost so. eyewitness report. Yes, almost uh, third hand. Um, <laughs> I also wanted some follow up. Last week we did our Apple had their WWDC keynote and they announced all this new stuff. We talked through it all. And of course this week, all the tech podcasts we've, we listened to, did their full breakdown of everything as well, talking about what they like, what they don't like. I would say overwhelmingly very, very positive overall. There's going to be, everybody's got to find something to nitpick a little bit. Oh, I wish it Mm -hmm. did more of this. And one of the big things I heard was that a lot of people thought that Apple was just going to come out and say, hey, you know what? We're doing Siri 2.0. We're taking this thing to the next level. Siri is going to blow the socks off everybody. They did make improvements to it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a, hey, you guys think Siri's no good? Well, now Siri's good. Uh, but other than that, the products, people are kind of, again, people say they don't like the HomePod, people that haven't listened to the new yeah. HomePod device. Yeah. Uh, so you get a lot of that. Um, you complained last week about the app store an app store that you haven't used yet. Right. Uh, one of the things I really did like about the app store that I think makes a lot of sense. I don't know if we touched on it last week is that they're separating 
games mm-hmm. and apps. So, so, you, so everything just isn't dominated by yeah, games. Yeah, you look at the top when we do our uh, high five lists of the app store, they it's all games all the time. If you yeah. make a new productivity app, a new email app, it is nearly impossible to break into those top ones. So now it's going to be broken up where you're, at the bottom you'll have one for games and then one for all other apps, which I think really makes a lot of sense because um, we love, I mean, the iPhone is the number one, iOS is the number one gaming system in the world with mm-hmm. the most devices. Yeah. But it's sometimes hard to find other stuff yeah. through that. And then one other thing I think we might not have talked about, might not have known, because that's another thing people keep yeah. figuring stuff out, is with messages, uh, they're making some changes with iCloud where stuff will sync between all your devices, but like with messages, it, it's going to get a lot better with, like I do a lot of messages on my Mac that it'll sync better with my iPhone. Everything will show mm-hmm. up in all places. They found a way to do that securely instead of kind of, instead of before everything was, kind of device specific and then it would do some syncing here and there but now it's really going to work a lot better for consistency between the devices which is why you and i like apple products is having that interoperability between your apple devices and my kids are going to hate it because i have their icloud account information so now when i log in and look at their messages it's going to have all of them i don't have to have it on to receive that particular message or sync so yeah, there there are advantages and disadvantages depending on who you are. But I think that's a good overall change. So yeah, it's just going to really work better together. Photos, it's going to sync your information instead of having to do all the algorithms between devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for the end user, there's going to be a lot of, like we said, it's a fine tuning. They're just improving on a lot of these services yeah. we all already have. There's not a lot of new tentpole features mm-hmm. that they're adding, but they're just making everything work better. Yep. Which we love to do. And I want it to work better because yes. I use it every single day. This is true. Well, Dave, I think it's time for your pro tip. All right. My pro tip it has a funny name reachability Mm. this has nothing to do with stretching or downward dog or any of that this has to do with the function of your phone which you may have encountered but may have been confused what it is my daughter and two of the clients that i talked to because i remembered one more since i talked to you about it it starts off with my daughter dad my iphone is totally busted i'm like in what way she's like the screen will just flip out sometimes and i'm like like this how'd you make it do that i said well you double tap the home button double double touch (laughs) not tap double touch the home button and the screen will slide down from the top to the bottom and i said that's so if you're holding it with one hand you do the double tap the screen slides down and you can access the controls well you know me being a cynic it's like why are the controls up there anyway they should be at the bottom of the screen but that's you know it's like a hack. Yes. Well, she I showed her and she's just like, derp, I'm dumb. So I think, I can't remember if we disabled it for her or not. Second client, my older lady that I help who has uh, vision problems, she's like, I need help with my phone. It whacks out. It goes oh. crazy. I can't find the buttons. I'm looking at something and something's changed. And I'm like, well, it could be this, this. I was like, wait a minute. I bet wow. it's this reachability. She goes, I think that's what I did. So I disabled it for her. And just this week... 
I was helping someone else with their phone and they did something and I said, do you, is this a feature you want? It's like, no, it's done that before. I hate that. What is that? So I disabled it for her as well. So ladies and gentlemen, reachability, I'm going to show you how to disable this. Nice. Or I'm going to tell you. Yes. Unless you're here in the office with our <laughs> studio audience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what you do, this is an iOS tip. You go into your settings and then where everything else is general. Yes. So you go to settings slash general then you go to the accessibility mm. option and down near the bottom, there is a toggle next to reach ability oh, and you yeah. can toggle there that on or off. So now when you double tap the home button, reach ability does not become enabled. So if that bothers you or you don't like it, turn it off. If you're like, dude, I totally need that. It may be turned off and yeah. you can turn it back on, but that's how you get there. Settings, general, accessibility, and then there's a reachability toggle in there. And, you know, there are other ones in there we can talk about at some other point in the future. But don't be scared to go into the accessibility, even if you're not a disabled person, because yeah. there are a lot of features in there that can just help regularly sighted people, people who have fine motor controls. They're just features in there that are really helpful to everyone. That's true. Well, I've got a bonus pro tip. Oh, great. I was uh, got a panicked... A message from listener Logan. Hmm. Uh, I think this was before WWDC. And he had a laptop and he was trying to um, remap an arrow key, a Windows 10 laptop. Yeah. And so the way the arrow keys were laid out on the keyboard were really weird to him. And so he wanted to change it. Well, he found a little utility that would allow him to change a certain key with another key, which I've used before. If, you know, I worked for a company and the software we used, you had to press, I think it was like T all the time. Mm. You were typing numbers and then you had to reach over to the T key and it was inconvenient. So I mapped it over to the plus or the minus key, one yeah. of the keys over on the num number pad, like where it should have been, like the software should have done. Right. So it's kind of a workaround. Well, he had been testing with it and he had switched like the... K or no, the L key to be K. So then he had two K keys. Well, as you can guess, since his name is Logan, you kind of need an L key, right? He rebooted his Kogan. computer and he could not get in because his keyboard was remapped. Oh no. So the pro tip here is on screen keyboard and with windows 10, because a lot of them have touch screens and stuff, but you can use it with a mouse as well. Mm -hmm. If you go down to the bottom and you click on the little button in the, I believe it's the lower right of the screen. One of the only buttons on your login screen, yeah. you click on that and then there's an option to turn on an on screen keyboard. And this is an accessibility feature as well yeah. for people who can't use the, the mouse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So even, with, or I'm sorry, who can't type on the keyboard. Yes. Yeah. So you can go with your mouse and type stuff right, in. Exactly. Um, and so he was able to use that, get in, fix the program. So he had his L key again so that he could yeah. get into his computer. So it's a good yeah. reminder to, uh, if you do get into that issue for whatever reason, if your keyboard's just not working, whatever it is that you can uh, use the on-screen keyboard. So a couple of pro tips for you. Got some quick takes. First of all, we've talked before, Apple has some TV shows coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, Planet of the Apps is their kind of take on, it's kind of Shark Tank and The Voice meets <laughs> making 
apps yeah. for um, your phone. And kind of a nerdy thing. Now, you've watched part of this. Yeah, I started watching the first, the first episode is available through Apple Music. If you have an Apple Music subscription, right. you can watch it through Apple Music, which it's kind of confusing. So I want I started watching some of it. Uh, so you've got Gwyneth Paltrow, you've got Will I Am, mm-hmm. you've got oh she has the Honest Brand, Alba Jessica, Jessica Alba, Alba. Mm-hmm. and then Gary Vanderchuk, which is <laughs> you knew who'd be better better than Gary Vanderchuk. Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, they need bonus. He needs to be emceeing. Um, oh, so Gary Vanderchuk's a high tech. Uh, he kind of a motivational speaker, investor, kind of one of those like a Shark Tank kind of guy in yeah. the tech realm. Uh, but they just people come on, they try to pitch their app ideas or apps mm-hmm. they've created to get additional funding and help from these people because they are all in kind of this sphere. Right. And uh, so I watched it and it, it was kind of weird. It just jumped right into it. It didn't give like most of you watch Shark Tank and then the first 20 minutes is yeah. talking about each of the sharks. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we get it. We've been watching the show yeah. for 12 seasons now. Right. But they just jumped into it, and they started pitching some apps, and some of them were good, and some of them didn't make sense. So here's my question. Is this for an audience of people who are uh, technologically inclined, who are intellectuals, who are like, I really want to learn about this, or is it for the common person who just wants to be entertained? Um, I would say, so far from what I've watched, it's more of a general entertainment. It's not a super nerd they're not in the weeds of code and that kind of stuff. It's, Hey, here's an app idea that I think everybody in the world is going to want to use. So something you can watch with your friends and family and you could all enjoy it. Yeah. A general audience thing. So kind of your reality competition thing. I don't know where it'll go through the season. I know they're going to kind of work with them on their apps, that type of stuff. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a fun watch. It's not, you know, I watched the first quarter of the first episode, so mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like I need to stop the podcast now and go watch the rest of it. But well, they—I'm not sure if the first episode is free to watch for everyone or not, or if it's you have to have a subscription. I thought I found a place on Apple's site that you could watch it for free, but I'm thinking they need to keep it behind the walled garden because if it is in fact only available to subscribers, I was thinking about ending my Spotify subscription for a month because I could always turn it back on and switching over to Apple's family subscription for one month and watch the show and try it out and do all this stuff. You know, if I didn't like it or my daughter complained because she doesn't have her Spotify, (laughs) you know, um, to switch back. So, but if they make it available for free, I may not do that. So it's who knows what they're going to do, but I am very curious and it's it's worth ten dollars for me to kind of try it out and see yeah. how it works. And I know not everybody's in that camp. They're just like, I'll just download it or I don't care. Yeah, there's but, a billion other TV shows that I can watch. Yeah, especially summertime when there's ten million different contest, feel good, yeah, game show type things on television. But I'm paying for a music subscription anyway, so it's like, well, I'll switch for a month yeah. or two just to, to try, try it out. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like I went to Planet of the Apps. Dot com And here it looks like just in the web browser and it looks like you can watch the first ap- episode free. Okay. Uh, but I have Apple music, so I wasn't able to test it so out. They just lost spots. $10 if that's true. Yes. So they'll probably do the first one free and then I'm guessing they'll 
uh, try to rope you in. So, and the other show they're doing, the Carpool Karaoke, uh, made famous by James Corden of Late Night TV. Yeah. Uh, that one's August 8th, I believe, is mm. when they're going to start that one up. So, uh, I enjoy those videos as well. But again, that's, I would guess that. 90% of the views of carpool karaoke are on YouTube after the fact. Yeah. People are not watching James Corden's whole show. But these, if they are watching them on YouTube, they might pick up a subscription to see yep. the new ones. Yep. So next up, there is a new a new smartphone that came out. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you saw anything. It's called nope. the Essential Phone. Not a thing. And it is pretty much tech bubble kind yeah. of a thing. So this phone was created by one of the founders of the actual Android operating system. Before Google bought Android mm-hmm. and made it what it is today, this guy created it. Um, and I'm looking for, there it is. And it's called the Essential Phone. Mm. And there was some leaked pictures and it. a lot of people are saying it's a lot what the next super iPhone is going to be the iPhone Ver- Pro. Yes, uh, iPhone Pro it has very small bezels with a little cutout at the top of the screen for the camera, and it looks like, um, and it's got like some add-ons and this kind of modular thing, which people have tried mm. before, and it is not That's panned such a out. Terrible idea. Yes, but this is a very beautiful phone, very high end, but it's just going to be very small production. So you can do the high end. It's when you have to make a hundred million of them a quarter that uh, it gets hard to make that many high quality phones. So I have a question on this. What operating system is it running? Is it an all new operating system or is it running Android? I believe it is running Android. That is a very good question. Because it'd be really dumb at this point in time for some small potatoes developer to come out and say, here's a new phone running a brand new operating system. I'm assuming he has a weird accent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard him speak. I, I, you know, actually he looks like a regular white guy, so it's probably just regular accent. Yeah. So it uh, does look like it is Android and it's a pure Android. So it's not going to have a bunch of extra fluff. You buy it direct from them. It's got some extra sensors and very high end parts. Uh, but again, I really should just ninety nine for a phone. Who's going to pay <laughs> six ninety nine for a phone? Okay, was that Steve Ballmer that yeah. Uh, yeah went off on that? But yeah, it, again, I should just made this not news because this is not going to be something that the average person well, it looks ever kind of cool. Yeah, I, but it's like, is it ever going to get to the levels of where you're going to walk into your T Mobile store and buy one? I just don't know, but I'd like a new phone. What kind would you want? Well, the essential one. Yeah, of course. Andy Rubin is the gentleman's name oh, okay. that created Android, Sounds and familiar. he was at the Code Conference, which is done by Recode and Vox Media. This Vox Media is this huge media conglomerate, and they own a bunch of tech sites as well. And they did this conference, Uncle Walt Mossberg. Mm-hmm. This was kind of his last event. We talked about him retiring and. Kara Swisher, which uh, we want, yeah, not our favorite uh, tech correspondent, if you can call her that. But uh, so he was on the complainer and grump. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, he was on stage at this conference they had the other week, and you might be going, "Well, I didn't hear anything about the code conference." To which I would say, 
even I in the tech bubble heard very little about the code conference. They had like Hillary Clinton got interviewed. They do a bunch of interviews on stage. Um, I actually did listen to a good podcast. I thought I had it in the notes to talk about with um, Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting. He had some good business insights and kind of where they're going with Netflix. But it, it's kind of one of the, I mean, it's it's a weird conference because you would think it would get a ton of press, but I didn't really hear anything about it. But Did anyways. you also see that they have a home device? Yes, compete? yes, that's true. So they have this Essential Phone and then Essential Home, I'm guessing it's called, yeah. where it's kind of another one of these Amazon Echo type devices. But it's, It reminds me of an Echo Dot, but on the top is a circular screen, much like the Echo Show. Is that yeah. what it is? Or is it the Amazon show? Or I don't is it the called. Echo View? I don't... I can't keep them straight. I think it's the Amazon show. is horrible at naming products. Whatever it is, it seems like two Amazon products had a baby and had this thing. Yeah. And they borrowed the name from the Google device, yeah. which looks similar as well. But it is kind of neat with the... Uh, anyway, we didn't come here to talk about this device. No, we... came we... to talk about the phone. Yes. Well, and, and both of them. So it is... It's interesting to see somebody coming new into the game because really it, it is dominated by Apple and Samsung as far as phones go. Mm -hmm. um, and to have a new player come in with a really high-end phone and kind of shooting for that market and especially somebody with the name, mm -hmm. uh, you know, behind them and having some reputation. So we'll see what happens with it if they can mass produce these and create a great product at a average price. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a, you know, there's It'll ship with a 360-degree camera add-on that you snap on top. And it's a um, magnetic connector with two little pins that yeah. stick to the surface of the thing, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Because plugging things like in your dock connector or your USB port, they can break. It's a hassle. you got to yeah. stick it in there. It wears your ports out. This one is just going to magnetically sticks to the side of the phone and then connects and works, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. So there, there's opportunities for having a bunch of snap-on devices to the phone. Um, but again, I'm probably guessing, I'll go on the record, that we will never bring up this phone again because this is probably the last we will hear of it. That's probably um, true. Speaking of the last we will hear of a phone and your story from earlier about an Apple store being robbed. Mm -hmm. uh, just a quick link that I'll put in the show notes, a stolen phone checker site. We've talked about these before. They kind of come and go. They it seems like the phone company or the phone manufacturers aren't mm -hmm. really good at helping out with this, but you basically, you put in any of the identifying numbers for your phone and it'll tell you if you're going to buy a phone. Like off a of Craigslist. Yes. It like you can look at the IEM, I-M-E-I number, one of these other ones, type it in there. It'll search to see if it's in any of the stolen phone databases. Right. So it's a good thing to do. Just a good reminder. If you're going to buy a used phone off somebody that you uh, do not personally trust, it's mm -hmm. a good idea to do some of this stuff so you don't end up getting burned with a phone that you can't use or the cops come knocking on your door. Right. Um it's kind of becoming a little bit of a trend, and I think they're doing this on purpose. Google has a lot of data, and we talked about 
the Google Draw, all those millions and millions of drawings people had done yep. for the different search stuff. Well, they came out with a chart that you might have seen around. Uh, I saw it on the local news, so <laughs> that means it was making the rounds. Yeah. They released a chart of America's most misspelled words. So for each state, they um, published which words are spelled wrong most often. Okay. So we are in Oregon, and for Oregon, um, I'm going to make that a little bigger, it is the word sense. Like, like that makes sense. Not like money. No. That makes that sense. That would be a little worse, but sense is the most misspelled word. I'm just trying to figure... You know why? Because a lot of people are out here are very into homeopathic type things, and they're thinking sense like you smell. Mm. So they confuse it between smells and cognitive uh, yeah. reasoning yes or are they thinking about pennies or uh, they just cannot spell because they're high on marijuana yeah it, that one just seems a little weird to me washington makes a little more sense pneumonia there's a that silent p at the beginning of the word oh, that yeah. automatically makes it tough yeah um idaho is quote like i just quote, quote. That doesn't seem hard to spell. No, that seems like a pretty basic one. Uh, California is beautiful, uh, which I think is kind of <laughs> the funny. The state of California cannot spell beautiful? Yes. Okay. Um, Alaska is schedule. <laughs> Hawaii is people. You'd um, think California would be schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so some of Wait, them... Hawaii is people? Yeah. And then I believe it is South... Carolina or Virginia is Chihuahua. That, that is hard to spell. Yes. Why are people in that area of the country spelling Chihuahua? <laughs> spelling Chihuahua so many times. <laughs> I don't know. Um, now, are these the number one misspelled words? For those states, that's what they're saying. America's most misspelled words. Top is... searched. How? Oh, so here's a clarification. Top searched how to spell. So how that's actually, spell. so it's not just they typed in the word wrong. It's how to spell People. These words. How to spell pneumonia. How to spell sense, which you probably goes back to what you were thinking yeah. that there's different words that are very close. Sense, that's that's a tough one because, like I said, there's like I can think of three different meanings yeah. for the same sound. There might be more. Um, one interesting, I don't, I don't know if that is Michigan or Wisconsin. I'm a little shady on some of my state placements when you get over to the middle, but the word is Wisconsin. So I hope that wouldn't be Wisconsin. I would hope yeah. it'd be a neighboring state. Um, really? Yeah. Man. New Jersey is 12. Um, How do you spell 12? Rhode Island looks like it's liar. Hmm. So, and they lawyers in Rhode Island. They color coded it by how long the word is. So, shorter words you would hope that people were able to spell. Uh, it looks like what's below Massachusetts? Is that New York? Mm, we'll say Florida? it's Florida. <laughs> yes, it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Okay. Um, so, let's do some favorites. What is Kansas? Kansas is. It's right in the middle. Yeah. It's pretty squarish. Diamond. Okay. Is it Kansas right above Oklahoma? Yes. 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 Um, there's another state that's Chihuahua. <laughs> I didn't, it's interesting. But anyways, this goes to show you how much uh, information Google's taking, how much they're processing yeah. all this data. They can bring up these statistics. They could say, what is the 100th most 
requested spell term anywhere on the planet and they could find it for you. And Google Trends, they have a service where they provide a lot of data and information. So if you like data like I do, go to Google Trends and check it out. Mm -hmm. Next story, uh, Uber, we, we haven't really got in. They've had a lot of problems and they've got a lot of weird stuff going on over there. But I thought it was interesting. I was looking at their last quarter's results. Um, and this last quarter, they only lost $708 million. Wow, that's it, huh? Yeah. So, and that was down from $991 million that they lost in the fourth quarter. Well, they should check their, their seat. Cushions, cushions, yeah, in, their in every Uber driver's cars. <laughs> so they lost almost $300 million less this quarter than last quarter. So they were, their forward-looking st- statements were saying, hey, this shows we're going to make some money someday. <laughs> One this of these days. shows improvement. But yeah. to think about these companies, like somebody like Uber, who they're a very interesting case because a lot of the reason why they're so quote-unquote successful, if you call a company that loses $700 million successful, is their willingness to break the rules, to lose money, to do whatever it takes to get their service going, Mm -hmm. and then eventually hope to make money on it once they've pushed all the cabs out, once they've changed all these laws and gotten around all these laws. Um, So it's a very interesting company because they have been can't be too surprised when there's shady stuff happening in the human resources department Mm -hmm. when the whole company has basically been designed on shady practices. Now, whether you agree or disagree, because we are the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet. That is true. You could believe either way, maybe whatever it takes to switch up these laws and get a better deal and have a better experience for getting around town without your own vehicle. Mm -hmm. Or if you're saying, Hey, you got to follow the rules. And that's where you're at on it. But Uber, yeah, so they're ma- they're losing less money this quarter over last quarter. So that's we'll good. see that where they go from here. So they go to their, their shareholders meeting. They're like, we suck less this year than we did last year. Yes. But we still suck. Yeah. It's all relative, I guess. <laughs> I know, it is. Uh, big business. I mean, it is just mind-boggling to think about some of the stuff that goes on. Um, with these huge companies and on their reporting and stuff, how they how they talk about that. Uh, but up next, it is time for our picks of the week. You sounded so excited that time. Yeah, that was I was all over the place in that one. There was some energy. It was yes. started out a little scary, then it got exciting, yeah, I, and I didn't. I laughed. I <laughs> cried. <laughs> what a what a story we it was, have. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So uh, I love the note that you put in here for me on my pick of the week. The note says T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle. So for those of you in the know, that is Taylor Swift. T-Swift, T-Swizzle. Yeah. Now you may recall a year or two ago, Taylor Swift's like, you know what? Streaming music companies are stealing money from the artists. Bad on you, Spotify. Your free tier that's ad-supported my music is there. I'm not getting paid very much for that. And shame on you, everyone else. And shame on you, Apple, for giving away a three-month trial and not paying the artist who you know yeah. should be making money during the trial period for your service. And so she just shook it up. And yeah. so she said, I'm off of Spotify. I'm off of Amazon. I'm off of Google. She kissed and made up with Apple. Yes. And they said, you know what, Taylor? 
or T Swizzle, I'm sure is what yes. they call her. You are correct. We like money. And so we're going to spend money and give it to the artists so that we can make money from your music. Yes. And so they made some type of deal and maybe it was all publicity stunt. Who knows? So, well, she's back to, uh, you know, to appease the fans who I think there was a hundred million sales of the 1989 record or something mm-hmm. like that. So she said to celebrate, I'm putting my music back on streaming music services so that you can enjoy yeah. no matter what service you have. And so my guess is, is her coffers were getting a little low. Yeah. She's like, how can we instantly make millions of more dollars? Oh, let's oh. start selling it on streaming yeah. music services. So that's, that's my pick of the week is Taylor Swift music is now on Spotify Amazon Music Unlimited. I don't know that it's on the Amazon Prime free, uh, mm. but it might be. I have to check in on that. Uh, Google Play services, all the others that you probably have never yeah. heard of. And and Apple, of course, it was always there. So if you like you some Taylor Swift and you don't like you some Apple Music, you can now get You're her back music in, back in action on any of the other services. So there you go. You're welcome, America. Yeah, and it is interesting because I saw several headlines on it and it's like, Taylor Swift cancels her Apple exclusivity, Apple Music exclusive contract. And it's like... Oh, so it was a negative towards Apple? Of course. Yeah, we've never heard that before in the tech press. Yeah, it really had nothing to do with that. It was, I'm opening up to other people that I shunned because of their business practices. It has nothing to do with Apple, but... Oh, well, Apple in the headline always gets a look. So yes, that's why. this is true. That's why I looked. So um, what is your wonderful pick of the week this my week? My pick is actually also related to uh, negative Apple talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, we often hear and discuss the fact that many, many people say, well, why would I ever get an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 7 Plus? It looks the same mm-hmm. as an iPhone 6 does. They haven't changed the design so why would I even upgrade? And they took away the headphone jack. Yes. Oh, so it's so goodness. bad now. Well, uh, this past weekend, we had some sunshine, rare mm-hmm. sunshine in the state of Oregon this year in mm-hmm. this region. And uh, last time I was at the doctor, she said my vitamin D levels were a little low. What? Just like everyone in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. So to which I told her, well, we'll test it again after the sun comes out. And you should have said, my buddy Dave said that's probably the case. Yes. And so I've been trying to get out in the sun as I like the sun anyways. Yeah. It's pretty, energizing. You're pretty white. Yes. I mean, yeah. Was... Trying to get a little color, a little <laughs> pigment to the skin. Yeah. So I was sitting out there and had my AirPods in listening to a podcast. Wonderful, wonderful. And a notification came in on my phone. I had taken my Apple Watch off. You're getting a sunburn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was not the temperature warning saying <laughs> your phone's too hot. It's going to shut down now. But anyways, one of the great features that I had not really had a chance to test yet mm-hmm. is the new display on the iPhone 7s. Okay. And they talked about how it was, you know, better. They have this, the wide color display. It's the P3 gamut, which mm-hmm. gives you just better color. It's more vibrant. It's a bigger bucket of colors. Yes. Yeah. And the other part that I had forgotten is the max brightness of the phone. Which is measured in the same things that lice is measured in. Nits, right? Nits. I, I think it might be. They have they have it listed as... <laughs> Aren't the little as, baby lice called nits or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not up they, on my 
<laughs> we'll save that for the lice podcast. Your lice culture. <laughs> yes. Uh, the scratchy head preschool podcast. Yes. So anyway, um, I think they are called nits. So I chuckle every time they, yes. they mention this, but I, I interrupted, please continue with this brightness. Yes. What's the difference? So, and they have it listed on their site under the tech specs for the phone as CD over M2 is whatever they're yeah. calculating. Right. Um, and, so the iPhone 6S, which Apple still sells, so I went and looked at their specs, it has this stat listed at 500 of okay. these units. We'll say nits. They're We're going to go with nits. They're, they're units of brightness. It yes. is nits. Yep. N-I-T-S. So it was 500. So the iPhone 7s, mm-hmm. that jumps to 625. Wow. So that's a 20% improvement. In um, brightness, screen in brightness. brightness. And with the wide color gamut, I was able to sit out in the sun, which I've never been able to do with my iPhone previously, and easily look at my screen, Mm -hmm. which is a huge benefit because you know if you've been out in the sun and trying to read your screen, it can be very difficult. You're like rotating and trying to get into the shade, and it's like, oh, let me put my hand over it. Yeah, but direct sunlight, no tricks, no nothing. I was able to sit there and see my iPhone 7 Plus screen in bright sunlight, which is a major factor. Uh, and along with all the other great things that they updated on the iPhone 7 Plus, mm-hmm. I was using my 2X optical zoom mm-hmm. with the second camera today to take some pictures because I needed to get a little closer, but I was not able to physically get closer. Wow. And uh, so iPhone 7 Plus, I love it. It's a great phone. At this point, we are in the middle of June. so You might as well wait if you can yeah, wait. Yeah, if you absolutely need a phone now, I'd get that. But if you can wait, wait till September when we're going to see mm-hmm. even further updated phones, to which I believe there. Now I'm starting to believe there'll be like the iPhone 7, iPhone 7, or iPhone 7S, iPhone 7S Plus, and, and then the, an iPhone Pro. Right. And I just had this conversation my, with my wife this evening as I was coming over here, we were talking about the new products and the new phone coming out. And and I think I'm getting close to biting the bullet. And this fall when the pro comes out, maybe, maybe, maybe not, you yeah. know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Hey, hey but, Dave, I have an idea that the tech press does not like to acknowledge. Why don't we wait and see what they yeah. release and then decide. But the part, the part we need to decide on, for our family is do I go with the Apple's subscription oh, where yeah. I pay the $35 a month, they give me a phone. I'm basically leasing the phone. Yes. And after one year of use, I turn it in for the new phone and continue to pay the $35 a month. So the advantages are right. So I, I can pay the phone over time yep. versus one lump sum, which is helpful. Yes. Um, it includes Apple care. Yes. Which is extra protection if I drop it, if it malfunctions, if somebody drops it in a bucket of water or whatever, even though they're now very water resilient. Yes. Um, so that's a benefit. The problem is when I'm done with the phone after one or two years, I can't give it to my kid to use. Yeah. I can't yeah. give it to my wife or a friend or sell it on Craigslist. I turn it back into Apple and get the new device. And so the trickle down ecosystem will stop yeah. if I go on this plan. So regardless of what wonderment they release this fall, I still am trying to decide, do I go on the Apple pay plan or do I just buy it outright? Now, Nate, what is your methodology? What did you do this last time? For so the this seven? last time, so for the six 
S the previous year, I just paid the outright because that's when it was kind of had really changed from the on contract. And what I've done since the iPhone 4 is I've gotten the new iPhone every year and then my wife takes the old one because she doesn't care as much, but she does like having a great camera and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we would sell hers, the right. retired one. And that worked out well. And we were on alternating years for our two-year phone contracts, which have kind of gone away for the most part. So every two years, you would both get a quote, new phone. Well, and it was staggered though. So oh, it was, it was staggered. Yes. So it was every year. Yes, every so year we could leapfrog. get a new phone yeah. at the discounted subsidized price. Well, that's kind of gone away. So the 6S, I just paid for outright 850 bucks, whatever it was, mm -hmm. day one, boom, my phone. My wife's using that one now. When I got the 7 Plus, I did go to the subscription plan. Okay. And so I'm paying, I think since I got the top... 256 gigabyte iPhone 7 Plus. It was 950 or something. Yeah, like so that. I think I pay 42 bucks a month or something for mm -hmm. that Apple subscription plan, not through my carrier. Yeah. And again, that gives you the device and it gives you the Apple Care. Yes. But come this fall, when it's time to get a new phone, Chelsea's going to be stuck in her cycle of six. S yeah. plus or whatever she's yeah saying. so that's what we're gonna have to do some thinking on that as will many of our listeners if you're looking at getting a new phone is figuring out the best way to do that because especially you with your wife and two children mm -hmm. you have a lot more uh you can the holistic cost you have a lot more benefit for keeping that device and being able to pass it down yeah and using it for maybe four years total right and then selling it for whatever it's worth at that point. I get more usage out of the device for the same money. Yes. Because once the two years go by, it's 100% paid for. And now I can use it for a couple more years. That is saving me from spending hundreds of dollars on another device that I would normally. Now, there's always Craigslist. There's always Gazelle. There's always discounts at Best Buy on mm -hmm. last year's phone. Uh or I can just make my kids use these phones until they fall apart. And yeah. then maybe they'll be out of the house by then. And they can buy their own ah, phones. There we go. And the wife, you know, she can, I have a Microsoft phone. She can just use if hers falls apart. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I don't think my wife wants to go to the plus phone. Yeah. The plus size. I think she's happier with the smaller size with she's the iPhone. She's not a big person. So I, <laughs> no, she's petite, um, like myself. Right. And so I, Maybe she'll go another year with the 6S, mm -hmm. and that'll be good enough for her. And then we can look at the options. And or the 6S is a very resilient phone. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll last easily another year. Yes. And the other option would be looking at uh, maybe we get her the iPhone 7, which would then be last year's model, but do it through the Apple subscription if we could do mm -hmm. that, where it'd be thirty bucks a month or something. Yeah. So if she wants a newer phone. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Apple subscription mm -hmm. thing. I do like getting the email every month instead of having to spend all that money at one time. And, uh, I know that I am planning on getting a new iPhone every year because that is one thing that I do. We are, we, we are loosely associated with the tech press and we like to be, be on, on top, top of it. And so one of the things that helps me justify these purchases of new products and stuff is I'm ever more uh, helping more and more people with technology yeah. who have questions and the odd occasion that someone with a device that I do not own will ask me a question and I'll be like, I you know I can't really help you because I don't 
yeah. I'm like two years behind on that device. And so, you know, I'm not getting paid gobs of money for that one instance or anything like that. But it is nice to, to be an authority in some of these areas so that when people do come to me, I have an answer for them. Yes. So that, that again, there's a little bit of justification in that. But if people do look at you as an authority in your industry to answer some questions, it makes sense for maybe for me to do something yeah. like this where I'm on a, a yearly cycle where I can get, get the device. But I mean, I could always every year buy a brand new one and trickle it down that way too. Yeah. And I lose some of the um, benefit of the additional Apple Apple care, Apple care and some things like that. But so that's the decision I have to make. I know we went really round around on that. Do I just buy it outright, trickle it down next year, buy another one outright and just, because ultimately it's kind of the same money. Yeah. Even if I bought Apple care, it's really the same money. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's confusing. I, we've talked about some different, stories on cell phone coverage and when I was switching carriers from AT&T to T-Mobile and even us super nerds I I can't figure out the stuff I can't figure yeah. out the best way to do it I do think the T-Mobile plan I'm on is the best plan you can get $100 two lines yeah. unlimited and it's I see that every month it says $100 has been paid to T-Mobile it's no taxes no fees on top of that that's a great deal as far as a plan, but then you're paying for the phones on top of that where mm-hmm. you used to not to. So it's, yeah. I There's, don't, I think the customers have lost it in the changes yeah. that they've made, but you're not going to get rid of your smartphone. So yep. they've got you. There's one more alternative. And I, I apologize folks. Cause some of you are just like, I don't, I just end the show, yeah. you know, do something funny I after them. You did the picks of the week. It's <laughs> yeah. over after What's that. What's going on? You know, that we're like on side three of an LP or something. (laughs) So the last thing that I can think of as an alternative is to use Apple's credit um, system through Barclay card. And I've done this with when I purchased my laptop, I got 18 months of interest free Mm. um, credit financing. Yeah. And so I would just do a monthly payment very similar to the Apple pay plan. And so it's conceivable that with an iPhone that costs eight hundred and nine hundred and fifty dollars that you could sign up for a Barclay card, get the 18 months financing, pay it off over time. And at the end of that period, you keep your phone. Yeah. So, and again, that may be what I do because I could sell it on Craigslist. I could give it to a kid and I'm recouping some of the costs for my next purchase versus just giving it away to Apple for peace of mind and ease of use. Yeah. So anyway, that's a third option. Yeah. Or there's, just don't have a phone. Yeah. Well, and they do say, I hear a lot of stories talking about people are keeping their phones a lot longer because the technology is so much better. And we're, you know, they throw around the term peak phone. Yeah. We have very good phones now. And for the average person, they probably don't need to upgrade every year because they're not doing what we're doing. Yeah. And technology wise, you really don't have to because they've got great radios to so they're fast internet. They've got great screens so that you can yeah. see them in the the light. You They've got gaskets inside so that they're water resistant. I mean, these things are being built stronger and stronger and yeah. stronger. And if you go away from the iPhone, there are some really strong phones. Yeah. And this essential one that you talked about says it's made out of titanium and yes. it doesn't dent like aluminum does. So, yeah, the, 
Apple and other manufacturers are going to have to keep on their game to get people to continue to upgrade yeah. because they're just going to stagnate and say, you know what, this is good enough. Yeah, because we're a very small portion of the population. and But you do have to look at the holistic cost of it. If you are living paycheck to paycheck and not sure, you know, maybe where your next meals are coming from or if you're going to be able to pay your rent. Don't you, get a smartphone. Don't get more smartphones. You probably make do with what you have. Yeah. If you're an NBA player, if I was an NBA player, I would pay somebody to go get me the new iPhone, go wait in line for me the day it came out and mm-hmm. get me the new iPhone yeah. because you're making, uh, I've, I was doing some math in my head, kind of comparing, let's say somebody making 50 grand, uh, somebody making 500 grand running a small you know, medium-sized business mm-hmm. or an NBA player making $5 million. Well, you get some pretty drastic uh, different price points on what yeah. something's, you know, a $5,000 trip to Hawaii. All of a sudden, it makes a l- pretty big difference between those three levels of pay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's why NBA players do some of the things they do because yeah. they make a lot of money. And even with the phones across the United States costing the same, no matter what region you're in, yeah. someone in the Midwest looks at the $950 phone and says, forget about it. Yeah. I'm never going to afford that. Whereas someone in LA is just like, eh, you know. Yeah, the cost of living is so different that it, yeah. the way it factors. So you have to yeah. put that into it too. So, yeah. so many levels. But that being said, we are going to finally wrap up the podcast. Yay! Thank you for listening. Yeah, the cheers from the studio audience. Yeah, yeah. Shh, shh, we're wrapping down. it up. Calm um, down. Security. We got Steve from the Jerry Springer Show here <laughs> uh, run security for us. But anyways, if you do have questions on this stuff, that's why we're here. We talk about it, but we're not answering specific questions. I mm-hmm. talk to people all the time on Facebook. You know, friends will say, oh, I'm thinking about doing this or this. Well, here's my thoughts on it. And uh, Dave does more than I do even, but we do a ton of research mm-hmm. at looking at the best options, different software, different devices, programs, um, you know, platforms, anything, technology, there's a good chance we know something about it. And if mm-hmm. not, we know where to look for yep. that information. So please keep the questions coming. We love that. Uh, that is what we want to do with Not Nerd is help everybody tech better. And if you have a question, there's others of you listening that have the same question. So don't be afraid to ask. There's no dumb questions. Uh, technology is confusing mm-hmm. and we get confused on stuff, but we really enjoy figuring it out. Yeah. So we, we enjoy being confused. Yes. That's a new tagline. Yes. Oh, that, that is a good one. <laughs> I like that. I'm putting, that's maybe a new tattoo. Yeah. But with that, we will wrap up episode 79 of the Not Nerd Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Share it with a friend. We'll talk at you next time.